0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. This week we have the Angels refuting the Otani report. The Rays are still really good. And then we play Contenders, Pretenders, Panic, or Patience right now. Nine Plus
0: Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now baseball together
1: welcome to this week's episode of the baseball together podcast my name is brad and as always i'm joined by our guy brig brig how are you today
0: bouncy how are you brad? bouncy
1: <laughs> very good doing well <laughs> thank you finally getting over the allergies from this weekend holy moly that was a terrible situation yeah i was at so i i was at the diamondbacks gold. game saturday night mm-hmm. and i couldn't breathe like the entire time We're walking around the stadium and i just like huffing and puffing I'm like it was a miserable experience
0: <laughs> i will say if i had to be unable to breathe
1: anywhere i think in a now ball game would be where i would choose yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so it's like it was still a good time it was a lot of fun we went, uh wilson and i went with some friends it was a good time but man by like the eighth inning he's like i'm good i was like yeah i gotta go home just not be out and about <laughs> so mm-hmm. we left and we missed the best play of the game in the ninth inning i was I was a little bummed about it when uh Socks. when it happened. But but I will say this, first inning, last thing on this game. So first inning, Fernando Tatis Jr. comes up because the Diamondbacks are playing the Padres. He comes up, and everybody's booing him because that's what you do when a guy comes back from a PED suspension. And my right. friend's son, he's like, why is everybody booing him? I was like, "I was like, because they don't like him. I was like, he's like, oh, really? I was like, I like him, though. I was like, he's going to hit a homer here. Next pitch, boom. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He I did. was so excited about it. He announced his presence. Yes, he we did. In the, in the second row in left field that snuck right over the wall. It's so, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Anyway, all right, enough about the Padres and Fernando Tatis because he did make his debut. He's back. Anyway. Okay, Shohei Ohtani. Let's talk some Ohtani because the Angels have refuted what Jeff Passan said last week about them potentially trading him at the deadline if they're not really in contention. And about him walking in free agency because that is not that part is not really up to the Angels and I think that his his agent has said in the past that he's going to test free agency see how things go right but the Angels are in are in full control of whether or not they trade him at the trade deadline and this and their words just summed up have we're not trading Otani ever 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 <laughs> yeah right? exactly yeah but. They might like it might kind of force their hand. Even because even Mike Trout has said ultimately it's going to come down to, come down if we get to the playoffs that could put a thought in his mind that could give us a shot. Mm-hmm. The fact that even Mike Trout is like, "Give us a shot," but we got to at least have
0: some card on the table. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I honestly think I think it's going to come down to it in July that their hand is going to be forced because yeah. if they're out of contention like you can't let him walk for nothing at all no you've got to get something something back from him yeah i agree and that something could change your franchise traject- trajectory for like years it could
0: yeah it really could so Even they if could dig- everybody knows it's just a loner
1: right yeah yeah exactly there are a lot of teams that are in contention would bring on otani as a loner to win one title. Totally. Or win one pennant, even. Totally. So like the Mariners. Yeah. Really, though. Like I I was thinking that's about it great. the other day. I was like, I wonder if that's kind of the thought in the front office in Seattle is uh Otani's not coming back. We gotta have payroll ready to yep. put on the table for him. Yeah. And you know they're gonna go after them. They pushed really, really hard to get him when he came over from Japan initially. And yep. it's, it makes sense as a really good landing spot. There are a lot of places that make good make sense as a good landing spot. But Seattle, totally. I feel like, is in the top two or three, Yeah, probably. Yeah, so. probably.
0: You know what's exciting for me about Otani is that uh, Friday versus Kansas City had 22 swings and misses. That's the fourth most in a game by any pitcher this season. Through five starts, Shohei Otani... One was shortened by rain delay. Let's make that super clear. But through his five starts, opponents are hitting batting averages (laughs) 0.029. His opponent's line right now, anybody he faces, uh, over 105 plate appearances is at 0.29, 248, and 115. Again, that's across 105 plate appearances. That's insane. It is insane. their batting average across those five starts just for his opponents is the lowest it's been on record since 1893. Wow.
1: Yeah. When uh, Nobody Tungsten has ever pitched o- that o- well. Houlahan was pitching, right?
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Skiffy <laughs> McGee. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Over 28 <laughs> innings pitches, Shohei Ohtani – has uh currently has a, an ERA of .64 0.64 his whip is 0.82 he has 38 strikeouts and a grand total 1.7 war as it stands right now and we're almost done with april <laughs> it's absolutely
1: insane it's so crazy to think about how he just he keeps getting better and better and one thing as we were talking about this before we started we we're looking at kind of his pitch arsenal because he was one of the guys who he was one of the guys. I don't want to say the guy, but he was one of the guys who helped mainstream the sweeper, which we've seen a lot yeah. of we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, what it is exactly. Um, but like he his he's narrowing down his arsenal more. He's not using his he's not using his sweeper as much because it's not as effective. His splitter, right. not really that effective right now because for whatever reason guys are hitting a Almost 100 miles or splitter from him. I don't know how that works, but anyway, Um, But his fastball has been really good. His slider has been really good in his curveball. Like he's really narrowing down his arsenal and becoming a lot more efficient pitcher, which is crazy to think because last year it's like the dude was just otherworldly and he continues to get better. Yeah, um, I don't know.
0: He has not allowed more than three hits across nine consecutive starts if you go back to 22. Three hits in nine consecutive starts. That's amazing.
1: It is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it, it's one of those things where you just like you go down the you you go down your schedule, like, okay, playing the Angels is Otani Skills to play that day or pitch that day. Yeah. <laughs> L <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I We're don't just know. Gonna lose. <laughs> unless, or unless unless you're just like, okay, uh, just be patient, let him pitch to you, even though he's gonna pound the strike zone if you're not swinging, and then yeah, try to get him will. out of there by like the fifth inning, and then you go after the bullpen, right? Like that's gotta be yeah. The plan, because this weekend when the Cardinals played, when the Mariners played the Cardinals, they said that their strategy against Luis Castillo was death by singles. It's like, you're <laughs> not going to get <laughs> enough singles to like chalk up a bunch of runs against that dude. They ended up getting three, but they yeah. still end up losing the game. But yeah, right. I don't know. I guess you do what you can.
0: So. Well, Shohei Otani does not know how to lose baseball games, and he is doing a very good job trying to carry that whole team by his dang self.
1: Yeah, he is. Exactly right. Rough. So let's talk a little bit about I want to talk a little bit about the sweeper because we've seen a lot more of it this year. Usage is way, way up across the league. Um, but it's not necessarily a new pitch. Otani brought it, and they were calling it at the time, they're calling it a gyro ball. Corey Kluber, though, won two Cy Young Awards with it. And the difference between a sweeper and a slider and a curveball is that a curveball has a lot of vertical movement. It's going to go down. In fact, when I was learning how to throw a curveball when I was like 12, the guy who was teaching us how to do it, He's like, it should bounce. He's like, your curveball should bounce. And so I was like, I couldn't get the rotation. I couldn't get enough meat mm. behind the rotation. And so I was, throwing, I was throwing gravity balls. and They kept bouncing. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a great curveball. I was like, there's no break. <laughs> that is gravity, friend. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> yeah, very different. But so curveball, a lot of times, is going to go down. And then it'll have a little bit of um, off arm movement. So if your right hander is going to break a little bit to the left, but mostly it's going to go up and down. you got a slider, which is going to have a lot of, horizontal movement but it's also going to drop you see a lot of sliders they'll have that late drop at the end really died. hard to hit yeah the difference though is a sweeper doesn't have nearly as much vertical movement it's not going to drop quite as much it's going to it's going to maintain a little bit more i guess a little bit more height kind of like a, a fastball will mm-hmm. but man those things freaking go side to side like crazy they look like a frisbee a lot of them yeah they do look so, like a frisbee so there's your uh, little bit of pitching breakdown for the day for those of you who yeah. don't know what a sweeper is now you can identify you can tell your friends that's called a sweeper
0: yep when you say and go bango.
1: anyway let's stick with the angels for just another minute or two um they are dealing with some injuries especially behind the plate uh catcher logan ohoppy is gonna miss four to six months of the, with a torn labrum which at this point is he's likely going to be out for the for the rest of the season yep uh, which is a bummer because he's actually had a pretty good start to the season. Yeah, right? he he's has. playing playing pretty well. But the thing that's crazy about this is that Max Stasi has been out with a hip injury. He hasn't played at all this season, I don't think. I saw him in spring training, but I think that was like it. Mm-hmm. And so now you're down to your third string catcher, Matt Thice, who came up mostly as a first baseman and a DH because he was, he's got a good bat. Now they've had him playing behind the plate more often and step right up. The job is yours until a move is made. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Cause, he's got however long he's got to prove himself and lock it down. Yeah. Cause this is the thing, especially as a catcher, a hip injury sucks. Like, we've seen what the Mariners have seen. Evan White, first baseman, he's been dealing with hip injuries off and on the last, like, two years. He -hmm. hasn't seen the big leagues, I think, since the beginning of the 2021 season. And uh, a lot of that has been hip-related. And so I don't know when or if Max Tassi is going to come back because that's that's a tough one, especially for a catcher. So we'll see how it goes. Did
0: you see it? Did you see the video of him tearing his labrum?
1: yeah oh, yeah they said that so it was sad. the second yeah they said that it was the second time he had an issue with that shoulder that road trip that and, same week uh, yeah 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 crazy and i uh, props to him for getting up and running that ball out man yeah because i've just been on the ground crying if that happened to me to be honest with you bro it was nuts
0: i was so sad to watch because you just knew he crumpled he just crumpled
1: yeah. yep yeah, and like I said, it was a fair ball down the third baseline. He got up and ran to first. But man, after that, it was, yeah, yeah, I feel bad for bad. him. Okay. So we've talked a little bit about the Astros and their struggles. We'll get into it a little bit more later when we play our little game. But for now, the Astros swept the Braves this weekend. Shocking. Um, it is shocking. I, I thought this would be a good litmus test for them to see where they are for the rest of the year. Or not necessarily the rest of the year, where they're at right now. Right, right it's at a at good
0: snapshot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I was thinking maybe they'd get one with the way they've been playing, but they got all of them. It's, it's so,
0: mind blowing.
1: Yeah, look out, American League, because it looks like the Astros are back on track, and they don't necessarily need Jose Altuve to get there. Right. So but, that's scary. what
0: is Jordan Alvarez doing? Have we looked? Because he's been a big question mark and kind of a hole in the lineup, and I wonder if that's uh, is what's turned him around. Not
1: helping my fantasy team, I'll tell you that. Okay, then it's not him. Then I don't know <laughs> what's happening. No, yeah, I don't know. I think I think more guys are just clicking, and they the pitching pitching was better over the weekend. That's for sure. I think that was yeah, great
0: Christian thing. Javier did a great job.
1: Yeah, yeah, I they, know that uh, because he didn't on give my up his big runs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: The baseball family, if you don't know that, it's a great way to keep up with everything is to play fantasy
1: baseball. It's true. Yep. It really is. Absolutely. Okay, let's stick in the American League West. This is like an American League West edition episode this week. It really is. It feels that way. I like (laughs) it. I like it a lot. So let's talk about the A's. Let's go from first to worst. Um, The A's (laughs) have the worst run differential through 21 games in Major League Baseball history at minus 100. The previous record was set by the Orioles in 1988 at minus. Sorry, did I say plus 100? I meant minus 100.
0: Yeah, minus I 100, I said plus. you said.
1: Minus 100. That means that their opponents have scored 100 more runs than them. The previous record, like I said, was set by the Orioles in 1988. They were minus 85. So that's not close. That's bad. It doesn't help that they played the Rangers this weekend, who put up a bunch of runs against everybody right now. Yeah. But yeah. So we kind of joke, we've been joking about the Orioles being like a major league situation where management doesn't believe in them so they're just like forget it we're gonna go out and win um but I feel like it's actually like an actual major league situation going on minus the forget it we'll go out and win anyway that management is like let's put the the worst product on the field ever so people don't come and people haven't been coming it's been a joke how empty that stadium has been and then now when they threaten to relocate now fans are like, "Oh, we got to go out and droves and watch." Like, well, it's a little late now, folks. Yeah, right? it's late. Yeah, you would think like this was my big thing with that, because I, I saw that this weekend, it's like you would think that when they started talking about going to Vegas months, years ago, yeah, people would have been like, "Oh, we need to go support our team if we don't want them to move," but they didn't. They haven't.
0: Nope. No,
1: it's I don't know.
0: It's it's a big question mark for me. I don't understand why. Or what's happening. Um, Reggie Jackson wanted to weigh in, though. Reggie Jackson played for Oakland for a long time and was, uh, I think he won three World Series championships in Oakland. But they um, he's basically blaming the Oakland municipal government for this. He says he believes the owners of the franchise have been trying to operate in good faith. They have been working to try, he's the Fishers, right? They've been working to try and figure out who, like, what needs to move, who needs to get what they need. But Reggie believes that the government, the local government, wants nothing to do with it. They don't want to succeed in maintaining uh, the baseball team there. And Reggie was like, okay, you've already lost the Warriors, and then you lost the Raiders. Like, what's wrong with you? What 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 is going on? Uh, yeah. Oakland posted under 10,000 fans per game on average last year. That's crazy That's in an enormous crazy.
1: stadium like that.
0: It's enormous.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. on I, pace.
0: They've won twenty nine games this season. The A's and the the, the worst taste for twenty nine. <laughs> yeah, sorry, they're on pace for twenty nine wins total ever. And the worst team in recent history, is two thousand three Tigers, who won only forty three games. So and right guess now, what? I was at
1: one of those games that they won because they beat the Mariners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you're not allowed in Seattle, right? That's exactly right. You're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, they have a sign at, the, at every gate that says "Do not let this man through." Do, That's do, why I grew do a beard. You see, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. Anyway, the A's are bad, and it's sad. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And if you're an A's fan, we want to hear from you. Like, what is going on? If you're local, what is going on? Will you please just reach out to us in the mailbag or put a comment on the video? We are confused, and we are worried for you. So will you please let us know?
1: Well, and I'm curious how, if if, like, will you follow that team to Vegas as your team, or will you adopt the Giants? Will you jump ship on baseball together? Because I had a friend who specifically, when the Sonics left Seattle, he's like, I was done with the NBA. And I will not follow the NBA until there is another team in Seattle, because that was my team. Right. It feels like you can't be a Giants fan all of a sudden. Right. It does feel that way. Yeah, because like, what you, well, I, I told him, I was like, you should just be a Portland fan. Same read, same area. He's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And so.
0: No. That'd be like all the Yankees fans being Mets fans all of a sudden. Like it yeah. doesn't. Right. It's just not going to work.
1: Yep. Okay. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly right. Let's talk about Drew Maggi. Okay. And the Pirates. Yeah. So Drew Maggi is 33 years old. He spent 13 years in the minor leagues, played 1,155 games and the Pittsburgh Pirates have called him up. Yeah. That's a huge deal. That's awesome. Like I'm impressed that a he's stuck it out for 13 years. That's my biggest thing. That I don't know if coming out of spring training every year if they're like this is the year, Drew, this is the year we're going to bring you up, you're our cooler guy. Right? We're going to yeah. we're going to have a need. We're going to bring you up and they just never ever ever did. Yeah,
0: I it, so here's the thing. First of all, I agree with everything you said, but he is listed as playing shortstop, second base and third. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you he could rotate in at first base every once in a while if they needed him to, but that's that's the utility guy coming in. They're going to call him up because he can platoon around and make any any kind of thing happen. So that's I, I think that's super exciting is that he's made himself over that 13-year span sort of more capable mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think it's interesting that uh, oh, it looks like he has pitched a couple times. It's like, man, they haven't had him pitch at all, but he's pitched a few times during okay. that time. That makes sense. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, but no, it's it's crazy to me though that you have this guy who's stuck in your organization for this long because he, I want to say, was drafted by the Pirates. Yeah, he was drafted by the Pirates.
0: Yeah, right, in right, the right,
1: fifteenth round in two thousand ten. So he's been in your system. You have never felt like, oh, here is a guy who's blocked. Let's trade him. Or let's let him go, right? Because they can easily just be like, you've been in our system for nine years. We're tired of paying you. You got to go, buddy. Right. Right. That they like him enough that they've kept him around. But the thing that's mind-boggling to me is that with the terrible teams they've had over the years, they couldn't, A, have used him in some capacity, or B, just done him a solid. And now they're winning. And they're like, let's bring him up.
0: That's exactly what I was gonna say, man. It's just it's so like the timing confusing. of this makes no sense. I mean, we're happy for him, but I'm confused. Yeah.
1: But uh, but to look at your to look at your minor league system and be like, we have a 33 year old who can really contribute to this winning team, but could not contribute to losing teams in the past. Maybe that's the know. problem the Pirates have have had all along. <laughs> <laughs> it's management. Yeah, <laughs> to
0: player development and player management. Yeah, yeah I could see I it. Know.
1: It's so it. weird. I don't know. <laughs> but speaking of big league debuts, Logan Allen made his MLB debut for the for I wasn't say the the team, but for Cleveland Adrian, at 24 Cleveland, years yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> he struck out <laughs> 8 over 6 over 6 innings pitched He threw 86 pitches. He allowed one run, which was a solo home run. He's the sixth Cleveland pitcher to strike out 8 plus in his MLB debut. His AAA ERA was 1.26. Living up to the hype, I guess. I guess so. So far, you know, he could be one of those guys. Sometimes you see guys come up and they have a really solid first outing because nobody knows how to, like, I don't know how his curveball breaks. We don't know what kind of movement his fastball has, stuff like that. But then you watch some more tape on it and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And So he could get lit up potentially in his next outing, but with a 1.26 ERA and AAA, uh, which – Isn't where the best talent is, but that's where the veterans are. So those guys have seen pitching. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I like it. It'll be be something to pay attention to, that's for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, let's move east a little bit. It looks like we're moving west to east today. Just a little bit. Yeah, sweet. So we're going to talk about the Rays. The Rays have a 13-game winning streak at home to start the season. I haven't lost at home yet. The previous record was 12-0. and 0. Um, Reliever Pete Fairbanks broke the franchise record of 28 consecutive scoreless innings. So You said, but the bombs keep dropping. What's going on with the bombs keep dropping? So they now have set the record for most consecutive
0: games with a home run to start the season. Mm-hmm. So they have hit a home run in 22 consecutive games. And it doesn't matter if they're home or away. That's incredible. The previous record is the 2019 Seattle Mariners, who did it over 20 games with home runs in each of their first 20 games. Their current record is 19-3. and They've had 48 home runs over 22 games total. That leads Major League Baseball for home runs right now. Duh. So I did a little bit of a deeper dive, and with some help from my Google machine and some friends who also write articles about stuff, I found out that their next record that's coming up is going to be the longest home run streak. They'll just it's, Forget the opening games. Just the longest home run streak of any game period throughout the season is currently held by the 2019 Yankees at 31 games. So we have less than 10 games before they will get to, or fewer, Wow, fewer than 10 games before they'll beat that record. In 10 games, they'll beat the record. Um, There have only been eight teams who've had 24 or more home runs in a consecutive games across Major League Baseball history. So they're coming up into a really uh, elite group of teams in history. Then after that, the record for most games with a home run in a single season, 2019 Yankees have 139 that's the record for most home runs in a single season most excuse me most games with home runs in a single season only 7 teams in MLB history have 130 or more games with home runs after that the most team home runs in a single season was 2019 twins at 307 the 2019 yankees had 306 and the 23 rays this team right now is currently on pace to hit 355 home runs this season. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. So look at this. So this we games haven't started yet today. That's why we are here. So we don't know what goes on. They're playing Houston at home in in yeah. the Trop for 3 games. Yeah. Um I would say because they're playing at home, they could potentially continue that streak through the series. But then they go to Chicago for 4 games for this weekend. Yeah. That might get tough for them. Because if it's cold, the wind is blowing in, mm-hmm. things like that. That could be a tough place for them. So that would be through the thirtieth, and then they have a day off, and then thirty-one games, right? No, thirty-one yeah. games would be Wednesday next week against the Pirates at home. Ooh, so two streaky teams: so you got Houston, the White Sox, and the Pirates. In between now and then. It could happen. It could. But like I said, I, I don't know about Chicago just because of the wind and things like that. That those stadiums in Chicago can be one day they're a pitcher's park, the next day they're a hitter's park. You never know where you're going to get. That's absolutely true. So fascinating. Fascinating. It's fascinating. Tell us about fun two homer watch. innings, Brig. That is fun to watch. Tell us about two homer innings.
0: So Mark McGuire once said that hitting a grand slam is a lot like winning the lottery. But it's harder. He said it's harder than winning the lottery. So um, Masataka Yoshida, who plays for Boston, by the way, he hit two home runs in the eighth inning versus Milwaukee, and one of them was a grand slam. So obviously everybody has to work around that lineup. They have to all come up to the plate for him to come up twice, and and he he knocked it out of the park twice in the same inning in the eighth inning. He is the first Japanese-born player to achieve this feat, which is fantastic. How many players in Major League Baseball history – have homered in two times in the same inning you ask that has been 58 players it's happened 63 times that's the so, crazy
1: part if five guys have done it twice yeah, <laughs> yeah i can't
0: i honestly can't believe that i'm that is shocking to me of the red Sox, or of that list of that 58 players the, the red Sox who've done it that he now joins the list david ortiz nomar Garcia Para, ellis burks and bill reagan which is in like 1923 that's how far back bill reagan goes um there's only been one set of teammates to do it in the same game that they have hit two home runs in the same inning in the same game that's only happened one time um that was brett boone and mike cameron they went back to back twice in the first inning may 2 2002 it was a 15-4 to four blowout of the White Sox, and Cameron hit four in
1: that game, which is insane. Four. Four, yeah. For the Seattle Mariners, those of you keeping track at home.
0: Yeah, but four <laughs> bombs in the same game, Four That's bombs in one game, yeah. yeah. They should call that. Do they have a name for that, like a golden sombrero or a, something like that? They should have a name for that. <laughs> it Quatro probably taco. doesn't happen. I don't know. That doesn't know, happen man. often enough. Uh uh-uh.
1: No. <laughs> so crazy, though.
0: So then, uh, everybody's talking about this, so we're going to bring it up as well. Fernando Tatis Sr., not Junior, who's playing now, but Sr., April twenty third, 1999. He is the only player in history to Grand Slam twice in the same inning.
1: That's probably what he's, besides being Junior's dad, that's the other thing he's most famous for, I think. Oh, for sure. Because that's the thing that they always talk about with him. Anytime yeah. his name comes up, Fernando was senior, father of junior, and also home—the only man to ever hit two grand slams in one inning. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. It is. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's on his bio. <laughs> <laughs> it is to the top of his Wikipedia page.
0: <laughs> anyway, so congratulations to um Yoshida. It's very exciting, and yeah. uh Boston Red Sox fans at least have something to be excited about this season.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So let's go back. Let's go head over to Chicago. Drew mm-hmm. Smiley, the Chicago Cubs, had a perfecto going uh, into the eighth inning, and then there was a little little dribbler that rolled out in front of the mound, and he and the catcher went out to get it, uh, catcher Jan Gomes. Uh, so Smiley like leaned down to pick up the ball, but Gomes was coming forward as well and kind of like jumped over him and ended up tackling him, so he went down to- <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was like so funny but like sad at the same time to it was watch so sad because it's such a crappy way for a perfect game to end <laughs> they ended up crediting i don't remember who the batter was but they ended up crediting with a hit. And it yeah. was the end. Of, it was the end of it. And We were talking uh, in our text message feed. Denise, the host, of, our host of the North Chicago baseball together. She's like, "Give him an error." And I was like, "It's not an error, though." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that was my thought not. when she <laughs> said, like, "That's, that's yeah. no, that's miscommunication because communication is key to every successful relationship." They didn't communicate there. That was just, if anything, it's a mental error. It's not a physical error, though. So,
0: <laughs> so whose whose
1: ball is that? That's what I've been dying to ask you, Brad. I think I think it's the catcher's ball because anytime anybody in the infield can call off the pitcher, they need to. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of reasons. One, the pitcher has to go plant, stop, and so like, first off, you don't want you don't want your pitcher going and stopping because that's a great way to roll an ankle, twist a knee, something like that, right? Yeah. And if he was going to go make that play, maybe slide and then pop up, like slide to field it and pop up, because that's a better way to stop. But the catcher could have got, come over because if he was there, able to like tackle Smiley, right? He could get to the ball in plenty of time, and he could have kind of picked it up and then pivoted and made the throw. And that's a Instead throw that I full feel of like
0: turn Yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like that's a that's a play that catchers practice a lot and can make because that was one that I I know I practiced a ton growing up because right. it's not an easy play to make, so you work on it a lot. Yeah. But I, I think that Jan Gomes, being a veteran and being as good of a catcher as he is, could have made the play. And I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't remember who the batter was. I don't know if he could have beat out a play like if it, if that would have just been an infield hit anyway. But I, I yeah, think you let the know. catcher make, take that ball. That was my thought, too. I had so, the exact same opinion. Yeah. It ended up what being a one hitter and the, they beat the Dodgers 13 to zero.
0: Yeah, 13 to zero that's crazy which is insane
1: <laughs> it is and we're we're gonna get to both of those teams in a little bit and talk about their starts but before we do that and before we go to a break we're gonna give you our fantasy league update um so this was our these are week three matchups correct? Yep. This is what we, yeah, we just ended. All right, Brigitte, you and I went up against each other. We'll save ours. We'll save the best for last. But So we're going to yeah. start from the bottom and go up. We had not another fantasy team. That's Jason against Harrisburg Charlies. That's John. John won that one 409 to 380. Um, top performers, Nathaniel Lowe for Jason had 66 points, and Vlad Guerrero Jr. for John had 61 points. Not a very high-scoring matchup that week. It was a weird um, then, week, though. The whole week was weird. It was it was a lots weird week. Lots of weekend. travel, then, lots of days off, and then we had Burns Turner Overdrive. That's Tory against Denise Grace Under Fire. Denise won that one five thirty nine to four forty four. Tory's high score was Marcus Simeon with seventy one points. Uh, Denise's was Freddie Freeman with seventy nine points, and then we had the Big League Chupacabras. That's Jewel against Devastation Incorporated. That is our listener participant, Mike. Uh, Jewel won that one five sixteen to four eighty. Jewel's top performer was Yandy Diaz with 87 points. Did you see Yandy Diaz got taken out because of hydration the other day? No, or I didn't de- see that. dehydration? Yeah. Yeah, they <clears> had <throat> help him off the field. Pretty crazy. And then Mike's top performer was Carlos Santana with 62 points. Brig smoked me. Brig's team is Brigger Mortis. My team is Julio Think You Are. Brig won 465 to 410. Brig, your best performer was Wilson Contreras with 64 points. Mine was JT Ramudo with 78 points. You know, so I had Luis Castillo going on Saturday mm. and I totally forgot to put him in 16. Really? Points wouldn't have made, yeah. 16 points wouldn't have like closed the gap, yeah, but it man. would have been nice to have those 16 points still. So yeah, absolutely, Brig, you are two and one. I'm Owen three. Jewel stands on top of the standings at three and zero. Oh. Mike is one and two. Tori is one and two. Denise is two and one, Jason is two and one, and John is one and two. I'm the only team that is yet to win a matchup. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. I can change that this week. Uh, I'm going against. Um, I'm going up against Denise, so probably not. Good we'll luck. See. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're gonna play some games.
0: Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to play a new game Brad came up with right off the top of his beautiful head. Blackjack uh, Brad. Don't give me that much credit. <laughs> ah, okay. I don't know where he got it, but I'm really <laughs> excited about it. We are going to play two. The game comes in two segments. The first is called Contenders or Pretenders. The next is called Panic or Patience. And Brad, would you go on to explain exactly how you'd like me to play this
1: game? Okay, I sure will. So okay. what we're going to do is we're going to take the the top teams in every in every division, and we're going to look at their start and see if they are legitimate contenders. Not necessarily, we're not going to say for the World Series, not yet. At this point, we're going to say contenders for a playoff spot. Or are they pretenders? Is it just a hot start and then they're going to fall off like a lot of teams typically do, especially this time of year. And then we're going to go on and we're going to go to the bottom of the standings or the middle for teams that haven't really started the way that we thought they should, or even they thought they should right and we're gonna play a game called panic or patience should these right. teams hit the panic button and do they need to make some moves to right some wrongs to fix some holes or do we just need to have patience and let things figure themselves out and they'll be fine come may and june okay but we're gonna start with contenders or pretenders first things first brig the rays are 19 and 3 one of the hottest starts in major league baseball history they've won 5 in a row 7 and 3 in their last 10 with a plus 88 run differential and obviously sitting at the top of their division contender or pretender contender i would say contender too they're they're better than i thought they were going to be but they're still really like i i think even if they fall off they've started they've started hot enough that we've seen who they are. They have a lot of talent, really deep team. I think they're contenders, too. Yeah,
0: sure. that's how I feel.
1: Okay, and then we've got the Orioles, 14-7. and seven. They've won six in a row, eight and two in their last ten. They are four and five against teams above 500, but they have a plus-18 run differential they their second in the AL East. Contender or pretender? Contender. I'm going to go with contender, too. Why do you think they're contenders? Uh, momentum. Momentum. I just think they've got a good team. I I mean <laughs> the I Orioles think, I, are
0: that, that's what I'm saying. They've, they've I mean it's like and we I'm not a... saying momentum like in a football game.
1: Right. right, it, right fo- yeah. Football
0: momentum and baseball momentum are different. This is like the lineup's working, the pitching is okay, everything's going their way. That's the momentum. Like, don't
1: screw up what's working. Okay. Yeah. And I yeah, I think that they've figured stuff out. And it is funny, like Despite everything Super the management weird. has their management has said, like, we're not going to spend because we overachieved last year. No, you've got a good team. Yeah. And maybe you don't need to spend because you've got a good enough team. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There we go. 100%
0: contender right at this point.
1: Okay, let's go. Let's stick with the AL East for just a second. We got the Red okay. Sox 12 and 11, 7 and 3 in their last 10, 9 and 11 against teams over 500, but they have a plus 11 run differential. Now mm-hmm. they are last in the AL East, but I put them here because A, they're over 500, B, they yep. seem to be overachieving a little bit, and C, because the AL East is just super competitive right now. Yeah, contender or pretender? Pretender. I'm gonna have to agree with on that. What they? Yeah, they're pretender. Did you say? Sorry, you said pretender, right?
0: Yeah, but I can't believe okay. we're on the same page the whole way down. You are not yeah. start disagreeing
1: with me. Uh, I think we'll, I think we'll get there soon. no yeah, I think they're pretenders because they have they have too much that needs to happen for them to continue to win and we saw glaring holes earlier this year that I think are oh, going to yeah. rear their ugly heads again and Agreed. are going to be continuous problems throughout the season okay let's go to the al Central the okay. twins are 12 and ten four and six in their last 10 six and seven against teams over 500 with a plus 12 run differential and they are first in their division in the al Central. Contenders. You have them as contenders. Tell me why. Yeah. Uh, it's the division. It's the division.
0: I think that if they were in any other division, it would be a problem. Um, Not a huge problem, but it would be a battle. But because they're in the Central, they're going to walk, walk away with it at this point.
1: If things keep going this way, there's no question. Oh, yeah. If things keep going this way, yeah, for sure. But I think they're pretenders. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep this pace. For some reason, I feel like the Twins start, start really well, but then they fall off, right? That yeah. whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know if they are able to take advantage of the cold weather at home earlier in the season or Could what. Be. But, no, I th- I don't think they'll be able to keep this pace. I don't think they'll be able to hold off Cleveland the whole year. And and if they don't win their division, they're not making the playoffs. That's what Agreed. That I Agreed. I
0: agree right. with that.
1: And you're right about Cleveland. I don't know. I think they're contending right now. Okay. Interesting. Let's move on to the AL West. we got the Rangers are 14 and seven, seven and three in their last 10, four and five against teams over 500 with a plus 60 run differential. And they are sitting in first in the AL West contenders or pretenders,
0: the Rangers. Hmm. They're pretending right now. I agree. Why do you think they're pretending? Um, don't know <laughs> just a gut feeling you don't know intuition i don't know i don't i'm not just not buying it i'm not sold yet
1: right and for me it's track record because right. yes they have jacob de Gram who's healthy for now right like that's now. one of the things is that he said his health is such a question mark you don't know when he's going to go down for an extended period of time and have problems Agreed. So, sir. And I haven't seen and I know they've got Corey Seeger, they've got Marcus Simeon, but and they've got you got a Dallas Garcia who th- hit three home runs in a game over the weekend. Yeah, but we haven't seen anything from Garcia to be like, oh, this is who he is going forward because he's like pushing 30 right at this point. So, so you're calling them pretenders as well. I am calling it pretenders. They okay. there are too many question marks and unknowns going forward, and their track record says otherwise with guys outside of their stars because you can't win a division, especially the AL West, with like four guys who perform. So I've been saying that to watch Texas for
0: a year now or yes, whatever, you six have. months. Yeah. But I still view this as a building year. I don't think this is the thing that they're not all complete package yet. Yeah, like you said, four guys isn't going to cut it and one who's injury
1: prone. He's an ace, but he's injury prone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Okay. let's jump over to the National League for now. Um, Let's talk about the Braves. They're 14 and eight. They've lost four in a row, but they're six and four still in their last 10. Um, They're three and seven against teams over 500. and They have a plus 24 run differential and they're sitting in first place in the NL East contenders or pretenders
0: okay this one's really hard because only because they're three and seven against teams over 500 that's the that's only tough. reason because otherwise six and four in their last 10 in April's not a big deal it's no problem 14 and nine is a great record they've got a plus 19 run differential like you said uh or plus 24 that's this is great this is no problem but right when they play really good teams or even average to good teams
1: i don't know i think they're contenders but i'm interested to see how may goes and that's the thing is i think they're contenders because of the braves and they've given me no reason to think otherwise the last two to three years right but if they can if they continue at this pace they won't be they're gonna have to make some things right in the meantime they have the potential to be pretenders but i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because of who they've been as being contenders so Same. but they but they they're going to have to fix some things in the meantime they are speaking of having to fix things and having a track record let's go to the Ooh. mets oh, the no. mets are 14 and 9 they've lost two in a row they're 7 and 3 in their last 10 9 and 7 against teams over 500 was a plus 19 run differential they're second in the NLE's contenders or pretenders break
0: Oh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Brad. Uh, no, ouch. This is so hard. This hurts to try and pin this down. But I'm going to go ahead and say they're pretending right now.
1: Oh, pretenders. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to do the same thing you did with the Braves. They're over 500 record against teams over 500. They're nine and seven against winning teams, which is a pretty big deal, even at this it's time of deal. year. I feel like. Yeah, that's true. But they're dealing with a lot of stuff. They've got a lot of injuries that they're dealing with, like long term, right? right? I don't think the Max Scherzer suspension is going to be a big deal because he's only going to miss two starts. That's not a fine. Big and it's not going to no. happen again. No. Nope. Right. If they ask him to wash his hands with alcohol, I think he knows better to be like, I'll go use soap. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Because yeah. the alcohol so, I, made it worse. Yeah. It did. Yeah. David Cohen showed us the alcohol made it 10 times worse. So. Yeah. I don't know. This is the, the, the Mets have a good team. They have a really good core, despite yeah. dealing with they this. Like I said, with some of the injuries, they spent a lot of money to not be good. I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say contenders, they're going to contend for the NL East. I don't know that they'll win it because, again, track record of them blowing things in the end. But yeah. I'm going to call the Mets contenders. Cool. Yeah, this might be the hardest one so far. The Pirates. I know,
0: I know, I know. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen I'm and worried. seven. They've won. They've won seven in a row. That is the best winning streak in baseball right now. They're eight and two in their last ten. Four and two against teams over five hundred. Plus twenty five run different, differential, sitting on top of the NL Central, and this is the best start for the franchise in thirty one years. Contenders or pretenders, Brig? Oh, by the way, they're doing it without O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, I was just gonna say that.
0: Uh... (laughs) They're contenders.
1: I think so too. I don't think they're pretending. I think they're contending because that's a pretty that's a good team. Brian Hayes has gotten to be like, I've seen a lot of people over the weekend saying he's the best defensive third baseman in baseball. And Nolan Arenado still wakes up every morning (laughs) and plays third base. Yeah. 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 So does Devers. Yeah. so does, and so does Matt Chapman. It's all Matt Chapman has been killing the Yankees. And he's back. Matt Chapman is back. He is back. So wherever he's been,
0: we found him. Yeah,
1: yeah. Key Brian Hayes is killing it at third base, and so I I think they're contending. It's I a think rough they'll, deal, especially agree. in that division, the NL Central. Please, there's no reason if they keep That's this what up. I'm saying, oh yeah. If they if they keep this up, it'll be them and the Brewers at the end of the year. Yeah, but and I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt on this and say contenders because and part of it I I wonder if Captain Kutch...
0: Dude, the only thing that has changed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's truly one of the only things that has changed.
1: Yeah. yep, yeah, it's crazy. Just crazy. If, okay, here, now I want to ask you this
0: question. If yeah. they do compete, let's say they even make it to a wild card spot, does Kutch uh, come back for one more year? No way. No. You don't
1: think they beg him to stay? So, so they would have to beg him by giving him a lot of money because he said in the past, like when he went to the Phillies, he's like, "Did you see how much they paid me?" Of course, I was going to Philly, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I could see them being like, "What you write the check and we'll sign it." Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it would take. I think it gets to the point where he's like, "I did, I did what I came to do. I got helped this team get to the playoffs. Now you guys take it to the next level. Give me a role somewhere in the coaching staff so I can get a ring if that's what it comes to." Okay. But. I'm done playing. I, okay. I I think he tries to go out on top and having a great year because he's killing it. He is. I, think, I can't remember who it was. Somebody on social media said that Pirates uniform must give him superpowers. I, bingo. Because this is vintage McCutcheon that we're seeing. It
0: is. It's great. It's yeah, early, really. but it's awesome.
1: Yep. Okay, let's go on to the Brewers. Contenders. <laughs> 15 and seven <laughs> less, 10. 10 and six against teams over 500 plus 27 run differential second in the division behind the pirates contenders 100 absolutely they are no well question. put together well coached everything okay brewers yep. contenders cubs there's a tricky one 12 yep. and 9 they've lost two in a row they're six and four in their last 10 six and seven against teams over 500 plus 39 run differential blowing out the dodgers will help with that for sure and third in the nl central contenders or pretenders
0: what's in between contender and pretender what's the middle there's got to be a there's middle no middle old. ground there's no middle ground <laughs> come on we're dealing in absolutes here Brick. i need a middle <laughs> normally I, I wouldn't do that this. but today we're gonna deal <laughs> in
1: absolutes. uh i think the cubs are pretending i do too i do too they're not supposed to be this good yet but there are other teams that aren't supposed to be this good but i don't think that they have um i don't think that they're They have the talent to sustain this. I think part of it is Patrick Wisdom is playing out of his mind right now, which he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He could have a career year this year, but um, I think a lot of their success is going to ride on Cody Bellinger's ability to sustain what he's doing right now, and I don't know if he can because he hasn't been the same since the shoulder injury. Okay. be Interesting to watch. Last one with contenders and pretenders. We're going to go to the Diamondbacks. 12-11. 12-11. and 11. They have lost two in a row. They 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 actually dropped three out of four against the Padres. Uh, four and six in the last ten. Ten and ten against teams over 500, but they are sitting in first in the NL West. Contenders or pretenders?
0: They're pretending right now.
1: Yeah. They're, they're doing pre- a great job, but they're pretending. Yeah, they are. Zach Gallen cannot carry that team every five days <laughs> no. on his own. Corbin Carroll is a great, great player. Got called up. They have him batting third in the lineup, and that dude is... Everything they build him for. I got to watch him in person this weekend and he was yeah. absolutely outstanding. The dude can yeah. flat out play, but they don't have a lot of guys on that team that can do that. They get, they're gonna have to figure out they gotta get Kyle Lewis back and healthy, which he has not proven the last couple of years he can do. Um they've got Lordus Gurriel, but that dude's kind of streaky. Right? Yeah. I did I did yeah. watch him throw a laser beam from left field though. I didn't realize his arm was that good. That dude can really huck it. Um but Cattell Marte has been really consistent the last couple of years, and I just I don't I don't see it. Unfortunately, I think they'll finish around 500, but they're not going to contend for the West. The potential for everybody else in that division is just too high. Okay. I agree with everything you just said, so take that. All right, I'll take that and I'll put it to the bank uh, anyway, <laughs> or however that goes. I don't know. All right, let's move on to panic or patience. Let's start with the Yankees. Okay. Okay. The Yankees going into Monday are thirteen and nine. They are five and five in the last ten, plus twenty-one run differential with a record of nine and seven against teams over five hundred. Panic or patience? Patience. Tell me why, Yankee fans.
0: Um, bunch of young guys in the rotation right now. Some injuries are having uh, wreaking havoc on the starting rotation for pitching, um, and, and in the field, let's be honest. And so their batting order is not constructed the way they intended it to be constructed. Obviously we understand that we have to get the next man up. That's just a thing that happens in baseball over a long season, but in April you didn't expect it to be that way. Nobody thinks that you'll start the season off with plagued by injuries and things like that. So, um, I think that they've held it together well enough, given the hardships of the um, injury bug. But but also, their schedule hasn't been... I mean, they've only lost one series this whole season so far, and that was to the Blue Jays this
1: week. So I don't see panic at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I think patience. They're a really good team. They've got a good lineup. Like you said, the injuries have been a problem. Most teams don't deal with that many injuries this early in the season. It's been pretty bad for New York. Well, and and they've
0: got some big ones too. Like, they Carlos Rodon was supposed to be in the starting rotation, and he we still don't know when because he's got now got back stuff on top of everything. It's a problem, and then we just lost um, Stanton as well. So yeah, and Stanton is not a he's not a field guy. He's a DH guy.
1: So. And he's been know. playing left field, though, hasn't he? He has, has he been, been
0: yeah, and in right field. He's they're, they're yeah. platooning everybody around, but you know who is a crazy decent center fielder is Isaiah Kiner Falepa. Oh, really? Yes, he's Somehow. fast. He's super fast, and somehow he gets reads on the ball and then is able to correct a miscue if he needs to. And that, as a Yankees fan, has been really fun, which means that Aaron Judge gets some time in right field, but he also gets time in center. Harrison Bader is out, so there's our everyday yeah. center fielder. And that means we don't have to rely on Aaron Hicks for an everyday outfielder solution because he's just bad. <laughs> Yeah,
1: most Yankee fans, from what I've seen, have been done with Aaron Hicks for a while. Yeah, we don't <laughs> like him. No, yeah, not so much. Okay, I mean, it's a left-handed bat, but he's not even that good at it. So anyway, yeah. maybe you should switch bat and right. Anyway, all right, let's talk about the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, also in the mm-hmm. AL East, are yeah. um, they're thirteen and nine as well. Very, very similar to how the Yankees have been five and five in their last ten, won their last game, but their run differential is minus four. And they're yeah. seven and five against teams over five hundred contenders or pretenders.
0: No panic or patience. Oh, sorry,
1: panic or patience. Sorry,
0: uh, patience. I'm going with patience. I am, and only because panic. I watched them. You're approaching panic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If
0: I hadn't have seen how well they did against the Yankees this last week, I would have felt differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes a difference because I didn't watch him this weekend. I'm going to get to see him this week when they play the Mariners. Um, but th- they've got some pitching issues, is the yeah. big thing with me. Is that Barrios is not good anymore at all? Uh, Kikuchi mm-hmm. is, you don't know who you're going to get each time. And Manoa, every day it's different. Al- yeah. Manoa has not had a good start. Not great. So you cannot have three question marks st- as your starting pitchers out of your five, Where, whereas those are supposed to be your top three. Right. Cause yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a big time problem. Cause then four and five, like, what are you getting from those guys? Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that the Blue Jays are over 500 right now. They're 13 and nine. Cause it seems like they've, they've had some pretty good opportunities to score a lot of runs in a mm-hmm. couple of games. So yeah, I agree. Anyway. All right. Cleveland, the Cleveland baseball team, 11 and 11, four and six in their last 10. Run differential of minus six, and they are two and four against teams over 500. Panic or patience? Um, I'm going to give them a
0: patience, but basically because their only real problem will be Minnesota in the division. Yeah. If I think if they were in any other situation, we would be panicking pretty quick, but I love the way Tito manages, and I don't think they're going to have as big a problem. And he is the X factor there every time when Tito's the manager. Terry Francona, for those of you that don't know, his nickname's Tito. Um, Yeah, he's the he's he's got some golden elixir or something. The dude knows
1: exactly what he's doing. There's some there he yeah exactly. He's got something. Uh, I don't know what it is. I would be. And like you said, patience. Just because of the division, I think that's the only reason. Because the, unfortunately for Cleveland, this is who they are. They don't yeah. hit a lot of home runs. They don't score a lot of runs. They rely heavily on starting pitching. Um, but the thing I've always said, because that was that was the Mariners for a lot for a lot of years, was we're going to have the best pitching in the league, and they did. But they still lost 100 games because they lost a bunch of those games, one to zero, two to one. Yep. Baseball is not a, a sport where your defense translates into runs, translates into nope. scoring. It right. doesn't happen. You've got to be balanced on both sides of the ball. And I think that if Cleveland has another 500 month in May, at that point you start to panic. You've got you got to bring in a bat. you got to have somebody. And I know they've got Jose Ramirez. They've got Josh Naylor, who's streaky as all get out. Steve Kwan. Right? Yeah, you've got yeah. guys who can not hit the ball, but you might reach a point where you've got to have somebody who is a little bit more consistent who can actually and will actually hit the long ball because that's that's yeah. baseball today. You've got to have guys who can hit home runs. And the it's and true. Cleveland does not. Does not. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's go down to Chicago. The White Sox. Terrible mm. start for the White Sox. Seven and fifteen. Uh two and eight in their last ten. Lost four. Four in a row, minus thirty-one run differential, five and eleven against teams over five hundred panic patients. Panic. Absolutely panic. Yeah. They've got yeah. To, they've got to be looking to do something because they that team has had such high expectations this year and the last like three years. They gotta do something to figure out what's going on there.
0: Yeah, and I you gotta wonder if this is a first year management situation and that's what's wrong. But that's a cheap excuse.
1: It is. Because you've got a ton of talent on the team, and I understand another part yeah. of his injuries because, like, Luis Robert yeah. can't stay healthy. Eli Jimenez can't stay healthy. Joe Kelly True. can't stay healthy. Like, you've got to figure out something to be able to fill those holes to get some depth because you have a winnable division. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, the White Sox need to be looking to make moves. Got to be looking to deal with somebody to get things going. I agree. All right, let's go to the Astros. Another slow start. Had a good week, and like we said, like we talked about, they swept the swept the Braves 12 and 10, 7 and 3 in their last 10, won four in a row, up to a plus 27 run differential now. Um, nine and six against teams over five hundred. I think this is pretty easy. This is a patient situation.
0: Same patience, yep.
1: Yeah. They they're starting to write the ship, and it's trouble for the rest of the ALS and the rest of the American League, to be honestly, honest with you, if yeah, everything comes around for them. Let's go to the Angels because I feel like that one's super down. Let's go to the Angels. The Angels are now 11 and 11, four and six, their last 10. Uh, They won their last game, plus eight run differential, three and seven against teams over 500. Panic or patience?
0: This is a crazy one. And I'm going to say patience, but only because I watched them perform against the Yankees. So my official answer is patience, but it is a really, really asterisk-laden answer. I need I need more from them, and that my answer could change in the next five days to panic. Oh, they're like say five minutes. <laughs> no, no. I, a handful of more games, though, and I think we'll have our answer. But right now I'm going to lean on patience um, just because they do have X-Factor talent there. The back-to-back-to-back home runs by Ward, Ohtani, and... Uh, and Trout the other day was yeah. good. So if, if Trout, who has moment-itis, if he can start to step up and do some things, then I, you know maybe this will work. But man, when Taylor Ward said he wanted to be the best left fielder in baseball at the beginning of the season, dude is making a campaign out of that. He is. And, yeah. and I
1: think it's awesome. So for those reasons, I'm saying patience. So I would say patience with the Angels too. But part of that part of the reason I, I have a hard time saying that is because of what they did last year where they just lost a bunch of games in a row. They completely wiped out their winning streak. Right. Totally. Like this team could be really, really bad come May. And yeah. the other reason I want to say panic with them is because I feel like the Zach Neto call up was a panic move that they're like, mm. David Fletcher's not performing and we've got to win games because like we talked about before, they know this season is like their success. The season is like, this is their future. Right, yeah. like, this is their future with Shohei Ohtani. They have to win this year. He is gone, gone, gone. Yeah, and so I think I think there's a little bit of panic in the front office with that. I think we'll see some moves here coming up pretty soon because they've had guys who have not just pan, just haven't panned out. Matt Thize has not been the offensive production they've wanted him to be. Joe Waddell has not been the player they wanted him to be. Had a pretty good year last year, but is is not who they wanted him to be. But so now they're down
0: these, both starting catchers.
1: Yeah, exactly, and like, so, and like we talked about, Matt Thais has a has an opportunity because his he was a catcher in college. That's yeah. his natural position, so he has a chance to really thrive in his natural position. Uh, like, because like I said before, I feel like that translates over offensively. It's a whole mental thing, yeah. but um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels made a move here in the next week, maybe two, if they if they brought in a veteran catcher of some degree, like um, Gary Sanchez, maybe. He's certainly an offensive think, upgrade from what they have from from nobody to think of at who's all.
0: available. Yeah, that's a really interesting situation actually with Gary Sanchez, huh? It'll be interesting to see what happens because they need they do need offensive support and they do need a veteran catcher. I'm not the biggest Gary fan, but I can see that move being feasible and maybe even logical for
1: the the Angels. Yeah yep hmm. uh, that does make a lot of sense i hadn't thought about gary sanchez that makes sense okay let's move on to my team so wait wait talk- your oh, official
0: sorry, is your official answer panic or patience my
1: official and my official answer is panic okay got it yeah okay all right let's go on to the mariners the mariners have had an interesting start 10 and 12 <clears> overall six and four in the last 10 lost the last game on sunday against the cardinals plus one run differential plus 90 fun differential and five and eleven against teams over five hundred. Um, what do you think? Break panic or patience with the Mariners? Five and eleven against team against teams over five hundred. Yeah, that's bad. It's it's pretty brutal. It's been tough to watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say patience, just because. I want to, just because I want them to start pulling themselves out of this. So
1: I'm so, reluctant
0: to say patience. <laughs> I'm going to say patience.
1: I'm going to say patience. So part of it is um, there's been a couple injuries. Robbie Ray didn't make it out of his first start healthy. That's right. been a problem. So then Chris Flexen had to come in from the bullpen, and he is not good as a starting pitcher. He's way better out of the bullpen. <laughs> Which right. is weird to say for some guys, but he he's better as a reliever. So a lot of the Mariners' success going forward is going to contend on his starts every that the starts in that slot every five days because he's his last two starts he's given up six and seven runs. He let a six he let a six run lead just completely disintegrate his last not not this last start but the week before that's in bad. like five minutes it was so bad it was ugly. Um, oh. But another reason I'm going to say patience is because. Julio Rodriguez has been fine, but he has... Last year, he didn't hit his first first home run until May 1st. Right. He's hit, like... I think he's hit three or four already. So he's off to a little bit better start, but he's still slow. Yeah. Jared Kelnick has been on fire. That's... Rocket fire. ...been amazing. But the hole in the lineup comes in the DH spot, which is not a place you want to have a hole. But it's also fixable. Cooper Hummel got sent down. And so they're looking they're looking for a solution to the problem i'm gonna say patience with the caveat that you have to be actively searching for a solution to the dh hole okay because it it is a problem and and you can't like you can't have your dh just be like a guy off the bench who hits a buck 50 just because you need a ninth batter right like it's not mandatory to have a dh let your pitcher hit because a lot of them can do better than that they're athletes yeah right (laughs) So, I don't know. That's that's my thing. Is I I'm going to say patience, really and the upset. caveat that you've got to be actively looking for somebody as a DH. If you don't have a DH by the middle of May, it might be time to panic because things will continue to look like this. If that's the case,
0: yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: So, yeah that that is my one concern with the Mariners.
0: Okay, All right, let's
1: go to the Phillies down to the National League. Let's go to the Phillies. Eleven and ten, eleven and twelve. Sorry, seven and three in their last ten. They've won three in a row. Run differential is still in the negative. They're minus 10. Um, And they are 2-7 and against teams over 500. Panic of patience.
0: I'm going to be patient. I want to see what Bryce Harper can do when he comes back and starts playing first base and injecting his personality into the lineup and things like that.
1: That's the big one, is Bryce Harper has proven to be a major clubhouse leader with this team. And they go – I don't want to say they go as he goes, all he has to do is like be in there playing, and somehow right. he injects a ton of energy into that lineup. You would have yeah. thought that Trey Turner could have done that, but I don't know that he's necessarily a vocal leader, which I'm fine with. I'm fine with that. Sure. But I want to see Bryce Harper getting out on the field and firing guys up and see what he does at first base. I'm gonna say patience until he gets back. If things Bingo. continue when he gets back, then I would say panic and you got to make some moves. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to the Cardinals NL Central. The Cardinals are nine and thirteen. Four and six in the last ten. They won their game on Sunday, so they didn't get swept. Minus two run differential. Six and ten against teams over 500. Panic or patience with the Cardinals?
0: This one's really hard. This this is probably the hardest one for me overall. Okay. Um, However, I'm going to say panic. I think at this point... They're in a panic situation. Yeah. I'm going to go with panic.
1: So I'm going to say panic as well. My thing mm-hmm. is, I saw, I actually went down a rabbit hole on Twitter this weekend. And <laughs> Cardinals fans are not happy with Oli Marmol. Not at all. Really? Yeah. Somebody said that whoever his bench coach was last year, he's, I can't remember who it was, but he's somewhere else now. They're like, he was the guy who the clubhouse listened to. He was the glue that kept, that was like, he was the bridge. Yeah. He was the bridge between the players and the manager. So that basically, so they listened to him that he's lost the clubhouse. And that if they fired Marmol today, this team would start winning tomorrow. Wow. Wow. Is is basically what I got out of it. And that's what I'm going to go with because he doesn't like watching him with, with the cards playing against the Mariners this weekend. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't want to say, well, I shouldn't say he doesn't know what he's doing, but he doesn't have right, that but team. It, so he, didn't
0: we call this out earlier that there was something funky in the clubhouse in St. Louis? Tyler
1: O'Neill, the Tyler O'Neill situation, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so somebody got one of it. He pulled one of his pictures this weekend, and he was not happy about it and let Marmol know about it. So, yeah. yeah that, There's a lot that going on That pans
0: out. That pans so. out. Because they've got all the talent in the world. Tons of talent. There's no reason for them to be this bad.
1: Yeah. Yep, okay. So I'm going to say panic with the cards and it's easily fixed but whether or not they do, I don't know. Okay. Let's go to the Dodgers. Now this is interesting. So they're 12 and 11, 5 and 5 in their last 10. They've won two in a row, plus 19 run differential and they're eight and but they're eight and 10 against teams over 500. And you only say panic or patience in this situation just because of who they are, right? Right. It has not looked good so far for the Dodgers. But are we going to panic or are we going to have patience with them?
0: I'm panicking
1: panicking with the Dodgers okay tell me why
0: it's a vibe thing man it just doesn't look good like the on the field product just doesn't look good it doesn't feel right something is wrong if you can walk into Wrigley field and lose 13 to0 on any day especially in 2023 especially in April you're something is rotten something is wrong and we called it last year when we said that if they don't pull it off in 2022, That it's time to maybe sell the farm and tear it down, and they haven't. And so that's what I'm saying. I think panic and this panic streak is going to run all the way through the rest of the
1: season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd say panic as well for everything you said, that a team that is supposed to win that does not eventually starts to get sick of each other, I feel like. That you, you yes. get to a point where it's like, well, it's not me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Like, what's going on here? Why can't we get over the hump? And now I think I don't want to say there's infighting in the clubhouse, but there's there's a vibe. The vibe is off in LA, like you said. It
0: is off. It's a vibe thing. Okay. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Dave Roberts has run his his uh tenure out in LA. I think you could be right.
1: Yeah. The voice is getting stale in the clubhouse.
0: Yep. I think it's over. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because and the other thing too is like, yeah, yes, they've won a world series during this stretch with him, but it was a shortened season. They didn't have to go through the whole gambit. Right. And yes, every, the situation was the same for everybody across the board. And it was more even being in a, a neutral site than it has ever been before. Right. And they ended up winning, but still like, you've got to prove that you're still that team by going on a winning world series. Mm -hmm. The whole length. So
0: can't yep. Nope. Yeah. Dave, Dave is the I'm not saying he's the problem, but like I like the way you put it. His voice is a little stale, and I think that makes all the sense in the world. They just need to shake up something and they probably will come out right on yeah. top again. Yep.
1: Too much talent on that team, not too. Oh yeah. Okay, let's go. Last one we have here, the Padres. The Padres are 12 and 12. Five and five in the last ten. They won two in a row. They took three out of four against the Diamondbacks, like I said. Um, Run differential is minus 13. They're 10 and 10 against teams over 500. Panic or patience?
0: Bro, if I'm a San Diego front office personnel, I've been panicking for two weeks. Maybe. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I I hope that the Tatis situation helps but i don't think it's going to um i think his personality is going to hurt the clubhouse more than it will help i think moving him out to left field is a great decision for he's when in right. we trade he's in right still so right field left. yeah so that's right uh which is weird anyway but if they trade him this is just an opportunity to show other teams that he's a great trade piece
1: could be i'm gonna have patience okay a lot of new faces there. Xander Bogarts, yeah. Tatis coming back after a year off. He had a pretty good weekend. He start, he was all for five his first game back, but it didn't take him long to get his first home run, right? Yeah, and he had a pretty good game the other night when I was there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Juan Soto has not been Juan Soto that you saw with the Nats. No, I don't know what's going on there. I don't either. But but I think you do have to have patience though with with him there, right? Like I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, and, and at one point, do you not have any more patience with him? I don't know. But at the same time, though, like you expect him to write the ship. You expect Xander Bogarts to, to play well. You expect Tatista to come back to play well. And you expect Manny Machado to continue to play well. There's too much talent on that team for them not to play well.
0: well so I think you give great.
1: it, I think you give it a couple more weeks before you start to panic. That no. if they no. are, no, I think if they're under 500 middle of May, then you panic.
0: No, no, Brad. You're giving them too much credit, Brad. You're giving them I too might much credit.
1: Be. I might be. It's
0: not going to happen. If they don't start panicking now, then they'll miss the boat on opportunities they could have made to trade up and rotate some things around and shake it up. If they wait too long, and they will, they'll wait too long, and they'll hope that all this talent will come up and start swinging the bat,
1: then it's going to be use or lose. I'm telling you could be. There is trouble in paradise. But but if the Dodgers continue to struggle and we know that the Diamondbacks are not, like we're saying the Diamondbacks are pretenders, that division is still going to be wide open in two to three weeks. I agree
0: with you. But you don't want to win by default. And you don't want to win because you're like, meh, good enough. Like in the central, you want to win because you want to dominate, especially if you're the Padres and even more, especially if you're the Dodgers. I'm saying either of those two teams better start trading phone numbers back and forth and talking (laughs) to each other because they might have T players that each other needs to make it a more competitive situation. Because the AL West is fascinating right now because two teams that absolutely should be dominating their uh, their opposition are not. They're mediocre. It's all lukewarm and it makes me mad, Brad. I'm upset. <laughs> it should be more exciting, Brig,
1: that the NL West is wide open right now. No. Because the Dodgers could have been the one to start 13 and 0 and be 19 and 3 whatever the Rays are right now but they're not said so they're hovering around 500 and getting blown out by the Cubs in Chicago.
0: It's is bananas. And it is exciting if you're a Cubs fan, and it's exciting if you have, you know, if you're a D-backs fan, but everybody else is like, what the world is falling apart. And the
1: sky really is falling in the NL West. It really is. Okay. All I'm right. Saying. Yeah. Well, we'll disagree. we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But anyway, That's good. The like baseball it. family, let us know what you think. <laughs> let us know about your uh, contenders, pretenders, panic, or patience. Uh, we're going to actually play this, I think, every month through the trade deadline, just because oh, yeah. this is a lot of fun. This is this is a good game to play. Um, uh, But let us know what you think. You can drop it in the mailbag, like Brig said, or you can jump in the comments section on the videos on the YouTube machine. Um, uh, Brig, why don't you tell them about Chinook? Uh,
0: if you want to experience the most wonderful sunflower seeds that you've ever had in your life. They literally are the best seeds ever. Go over to Chinookseedery.com and use code BTPOD. That's Bravo, Tango, Papa, Oscar, Delta, BTPOD for 10% off your order. It will benefit your mouth, your pocketbook, and it will benefit us at the podcast. We do get a little bit of kickback from that, and we appreciate
1: showing the love that way as well. Absolutely, for sure. And if you really want to support the podcast every month, you can jump over on Patreon. We have five tiers of support, $1, $5, $10, $15. And then the commissioner tier is $500. So if you're curious what the commission tier includes, go hop over to Patreon and check it out. And we will follow through with every one of those promises. We promise you, but baseball family, don't forget to like subscribe, rate and review. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. Subscribe on the YouTube. So you don't miss anything. We drop bite-sized clips every single day of the show. Plus some shorts here and there when we uh, have some time, but baseball family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you Thursday night.